Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Mm-hmm. Another live edition of Purple Daily here. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl at some point before we die. Phil, Judd, our executive producer, Declan. And uh, we are here to react to another round of breaking news or developing news, whatever you want to call it, this afternoon. Presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space. Always stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. I'm actually... Well, Macadac told you Furman was going to pull an upset on Write That Down this week, and he was watching Furman uh, hit that three-pointer, oh. that clutch three-pointer with Kevin Harlan. Oh, my gosh. What is a that? beautiful call. What is that mm. Virginia player doing, just throwing the ball down the whole dang court? Yeah, what a loser that what guy a, what is. What an idiot. Ruined my Write That Down. <laughs> yeah. TCL offers mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances, and they bring you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. Harry the Hitman loves the Vikings, loves you fans so much that he's taking a $6 million pay cut to stay in purple, to stay in Minnesota, come back for a 12th season. His base salary goes from 14.7, which was among the highest safeties, down to $8 million. He should still be able to feed uh, his friends and family. Uh, but he takes a major haircut, and there's some incentives, so $8 million plus some incentives to stay with the Vikings. Your thoughts? Absolutely love it. If you had said uh, to me, pick one of the guys that are likely to be on the outs and keep him, this is the guy. Zedarius Smith, if he's gone by tomorrow, fine. Dalvin Cook, it's been fun. Uh, Thielen, great move. He's at the end. See you later. Go to Carolina. Go wherever. It's been fun. Um, Kendricks. Boy, you've slowed down, dude. Good guy, but you're done. Harrison Smith, I think, has a lot, and we've discussed this extensively. I think he still has a lot to give because of, of the people that we're talking about, I think he has the most gas left in the tank, and I think that he can basically serve as a pseudo-position coach back there in the secondary. I also think because he's got gas left in the tank, he can be – used in far more ways than Ed Donatel did. Because keep in mind, in 2022, statistically, he tied his career high with five picks. Why? Because he was playing too deep. Playing coverage, center yeah. field. So he picked off five passes, which is great, but that's not the best use. 
So if there was one guy that I thought, you know what, bring him back for another hurrah, and I actually think that he can contribute, Harrison Smith. So I think this works out perfectly. Get the flag. Wait, hold on a second. Get I the just flag. myself in waving the flag. It's on now. <laughs> it's on. Harry the Hitman. Harry? Yeah, he's, so I think the biggest glaring thing from the Donatel, uh, I guess, laid back, we'll call it, laid back scheme <laughs> Harrison Smith was sent in Mike Zimmer's scheme as a pass rusher multiple times a game on average. So last year, so Harrison Smith was sent on uh, on call them blitzes or you know pass rush snaps, however you want to classify them, throughout the years in Mike Zimmer's scheme, forty times, forty two, forty one, forty four, thirty eight, thirty six, forty three in two thousand twenty one. 14, he was sent 14 times all year last year by Ed Donatel. He was told, hey, I know you like to roam around and do your Harrison Smith, Harry, the hitman things at the line of scrimmage, but if you could just, like, we could just back up, just uh, just stand Nothing back Nothing over there. the top, they said. Nothing over the top yeah. while giving up yards over the top. So he only had two pressures last year because he wasn't really asked to to do it very often. Um, And, you know, and he's... Give me, uh, well, I guess he just turned 34, so he'll be 34 throughout the entire 2023 season. You know, he's definitely uh, old in football terms, but the things that he brings, and I think it makes sense to keep at least one or two veteran leaders on this team. Uh, the fact that you do it without having to like kick the can down the road, they're going to have 7.8 million in dead cap for next year, but that was already a thing because of the contract extension they did. So this is just a pure win for the Vikings. It's Harrison Smith back in the Brian Flores defense on a pay cut and probably allowed to do Harrison Smith things that he hasn't been able to do since Mike Zimmer was fired. So Dex, how do you feel about Harry, the Hitman coming back? I like it. I mean, he's the, he's the veteran of that defense. And I saw a lot of fans saying like, is he legitimately a top 10 Viking of all time? I don't know if he's top 10 of all time. And I know Judd did that great list this off season, but man, when you really look at the, at the list of, of things he's accomplished in his entire Vikings career, he's easily a first ballot guy. Uh, for the Vikings Hall of Fame. You could make a case eventually if he continues to have a renaissance maybe for the next couple of years. He has a case for the NFL Hall of Fame. And I think uh, when you look at what Brian Flores wants to do, he can't just turn around the 30th ranked defense without some type of pieces that are established and some type of pieces that he can bring back from last year that he can still utilize. Harry was still fine last year. Was he the all-pro safety? Used to be? Maybe not. But I still think that there's plenty of gas left in the tank, and I think Flores is really going to like his addition to the defense. I feel like safety is also the last uh, sort of stand where guys can go. Like, if you're a linebacker, as we saw from poor Eric Kendricks, you're going to get exposed pretty badly, right? If you're a rush in and you've slowed down, you're going to get exposed. I feel like safety is a place where savvy can also play a role. And, in fact, at times we've seen young safeties who have a ton of athletic ability but they don't understand what they're doing, and that creates problems too. So I feel like this is a sweet spot position for sort of as long as a guy has enough left for sort of getting the last drop of that without it being off the cliff instantaneously, which a lot of positions in the sport are. Yeah. Here's a crazy stat. I want to find – actually, I want to find the the counter to this on the Viking side real quick. But last season – or I'm sorry, uh, Brian Flores' last season in Miami – in 2021, the Dolphins led the league with a combined 200 safety pass rushes. So 
I guess you'd call them safety blitzes. I don't know that there would be a safety pass rush that wasn't a blitz. So um, 200 times he sent a safety on a blitz in Miami in 2021. And again, Harrison Smith was sent 14 times all season last year. That is unbelievable, by the way. Think about that. I, so I don't want to anymore. It's uh, it's going to be, a, I, I think, it's going to be a major change. So last year, let's see here, pass rush. Let me uh, do a little sorting here. Viking safeties last year. Harrison Smith, 14 pass rushing snaps. Josh Metellus, three. So that's 17. Cam Bynum, two. So that's 19. 19. And none for Lewis Seen. So, again, the Vikings last year under Ed Donatel had, call it, 19 safety blitzes. The Dolphins in 2021 had 200. <laughs> That's one of the craziest stats you're going to find in terms of the difference between the two schemes, uh, Donatel and Brian Flores. So, Ed, what would you say that you did here? Did some stuff. He did, yeah. He did yeah no, stuff. Flores will do some stuff. Donatel didn't do stuff. That was the problem. He didn't do anything. Yeah. I am very, I am very excited, and I hope I'm not made to look like a fool again. It's very possible. I am very excited to see this defense starting in training camp. This time I really am. I swear to God. I was last year. I was totally wrong. Well, you My were excited. You were excited because it was, you know, it was a, a three four for the first time in like thirty years. And I thought but, they were. But this have is wrinkles. a very different three four that we're going to see here in two thousand twenty three. Well, and Ed turned out not to. He had he had no wrinkles to his defense. He had plenty of wrinkles on his face, but he had no wrinkles to wow, his defense. That is an unnecessary. Well, he's personal an older attack. man. He's an older man. He's older than I am, okay? He was There's wrinkled. No he was shriveled up. A lot of time attacks. in the sun. A lot of time in the sun for Ed. Um, I wonder if I wonder what Flores is going to do as well, potentially, with Scene, Metellus, and Bynum. Because Bynum, as some commenters are saying, and they're right, in college, was a cornerback. I'm not saying he moves back to outside corner or something, but again, going back to what we discussed and what we expected, I wonder if you can get creative there too. Mm -hmm. And my point about Smith is Harrison Smith can anchor that. Like he can help guys out. You know, he's a very different guy with his teammates and players that then he comes off with us or publicly, you know, well, publicly he's very think, private reserved. Yeah. yeah. He, he gives us and I'm not complaining, but I mean, he doesn't have any interest, I think, in, in having the spotlight on him. And so you don't get a feel for it. But I but I think he's a really smart player. And I also think in the locker room, it's a very different story, which is a very which which is a good thing. So You mean when when his teammates text him asking, just kind of checking in, like, hey, just uh, checking in, you you don't think he responds to his teammates and friends with just random Prince photos? He you might think he, but, you think he gives them a they, little more? But they have fun in the group with it. text. He the, they have fun with it. Poor Thomason, so offended he went to Denver. He's decided to go cover the Broncos. <laughs> Although he is covering, so he, yeah, he announced that this is his last week covering the Vikings, but he was at the press conference because I see that they're doing the uh, the introductory press conferences for, well, not for two all week. three, Byron Murphy and uh, Josh, notice, what's his name? Josh Oliver. Two-week notice. One he week just gave notice. it. Oh, one week. Okay, well, he just gave it. And so, yeah, um, it's interesting. So they, they were supposed to do all three of the guys that they've signed. At two o'clock, they backed it up to three o'clock. That's not that's not that unique, uh, but I believe that the last I saw, Marcus Davenport was not going to be introduced, and uh, he was. I, I'm just I'm curious what's up there. Let's just say this: Marcus Davenport has a history of injury problems. 
Um, the Vikings did, and, and they made this very clear, and it's very smart, and the press release came out yesterday, pending physical. So, like, basically, they're they're like, this is out. We know it. Yes, we've agreed to terms. Yeah, but and they basically phys- signed it. They signed him over Zoom, basically. And so right? pending physical, so, you know, you got to get the guy in, do the full workup. I'm just, until he's introduced, don't uh, don't count on, just don't count on things yet. I'm a little nervous yeah, for the too. Vikings here because they, they don't have, I feel like the Zadarius Smith bridge at this point is kind of burned down. Like here, There might be a but, reason he's still in the roster right now. Well, yeah, well, but before the Davenport signing, you know, he already had tweeted out, goodbye, I love, love you, Minnesota, peace out. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's got to be the next shoe to drop. And let, let's kind of recap to everything. Oh, uh, there's one other piece of breaking roster news. Totally forgot. Wow. Bury oh, the on. lead here. Hold on. I'll get it ready. The Vikings have come to terms with uh, their own free agent. They're bringing him back. Oh, nice. Who is it? At the end of the year, he was your starting center until he broke his ankle. Austin Schlotman. Oh, my God. One-year well, contract. Welcome back, Schlotty. Schlotty. Welcome back, Schlotty. Welcome back. schlotty da da Egan. Egan welcomes you. Egan, uh, Egan opens its arms back to Austin Schlotman. So they really are, at this point, running the band back here. They're getting the band back together. They're running oh, it all back. Look at Vinny. Vinny. What do you about Schlotman coming back? He's getting Vinny, it rain. Vinny it's, like, it's like thunder, storm, snow, raining outside today here in the Twin Cities. So. It was sleeting when I drove home. Yeah, we got some, got some wet paws. We're okay. I, had to, I had to trick Maya into going uh, P-O-T-T-Y earlier oh, today. She, really? hates, she hates the rain. If snow turns to rain, she's like, I'm out. So is this guy. I'd like, oh, I got treats. Really? Let's go outside. And then she realized, oh, oh it's raining outside. Stella's you ass. Stella's, <laughs> Stella's like, screw you. I'm going outside no matter what. I'm like, whatever. Just come back. All right, just call us later. So uh, let's let's kind of recap everything that. And by the way, thanks for hanging out with us here on the the Purple Daily YouTube channel. If you could, if you haven't already, click the subscribe and the like button. It'll help spread the word about this daily Vikings community that you guys are helping us build here. So, uh, all right, we can we can add to the returning list here: Austin Schlotman, Harrison Smith, Garrett Bradbury, Alexander Madison, the special teams crew. So, Andrew DePaula, the long snapper, and and uh, Greg Joseph, mm-hmm. backup quarterback Nick Mullins. All these guys are back. They have brought in excellent pat, uh, excellent run blocking tight end Josh Oliver. High upside cornerback Byron Murphy. It's a maybe on Marcus Davenport, I guess. He's in the building, right? Yeah, we just don't know. He's in the building, but he's not doing the press conference. Yep, it's a little bit odd. And you're losing Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, Cam Dantzler, Patrick Peterson, Dalvin Tomlinson. Mm -hmm. And then in the up in the air question mark category would be Zadarius Smith and Dalvin Cook as we sit here on this live episode on a Thursday. That's a lot of work, dude. Quasi is spinning plates. He's juggling. And there's more. What to come. a two weeks. Because they they're go, they'll sign what a couple more guys at least, if not three, from outside. They won't. They might not be big names, but they'll be signings for depth purposes. Yeah, it's hard to know where their cap situation stands right now because we don't know. I guess we could assume the Davenport is is it all guaranteed? Like we haven't seen. No, pro- no, it's probably not. And I also couldn't find. Um, I couldn't find uh, uh, Smith's figure in over the cap yet. They didn't have. They still had the old one as of right before we yeah. started our show. Madison's has not been factored in yet, and the Harrison Smith 
I mean, you're under the cap. You know that. It's just, are you five under? Are you 15 under? You could also restructure Brian O'Neill and get a $10 million chunk freed up. So, yeah, they definitely have room to do more. I'm going thumbs up right now, though. I, I like it so far. It makes sense to me. I like the approach. Um, I think it's I think I think it's a really, really good step towards getting where they, they need to go. I'm very curious about things. As you talked about, Phil, uh, among the things I am the most curious to see in, in the next wave, which which might be it's probably around the draft or post draft, is does Daniil Hunter, to your point, fit the profile? Yeah. Because he needs a new contract. But if they're like, uh, dude, you're twenty nine ish, you know, you really don't fit the profile. He's the type of guy that they didn't trade last year that they probably could trade now and get something for a decent yeah. return. So like as the draft approaches, would they be more likely to trade their first round pick trade back and try and accumulate more picks? Or would they be more likely if they think there's going to be a stalemate on Daniel Hunter's contract to trade him to try to get picks and stay put where they are draft wise? Yeah. I think that's the one I, I really like the the concept of what they're doing here. Obviously, if Byron Murphy turns out to be a bust or whatever, like we, we have to see how these guys play on the field. But I love the idea of swapping out 29, 30, 33 year olds. Just say goodbye, get rid of the, just eat, eat some of the bloated contracts this year and free yourself up and replacing with high upside 24, 25, 26 year olds. I love that concept. The one thing that they haven't done yet here, and this actually goes back to last year when they had their, when the new regime comes in, and we talked about this for weeks leading up to some of the decisions. Can you can you trade out some of these fading, aging players that are about to go over the cliff and get draft capital back? They haven't. They right. haven't been able to. But where I think we will both agree is on Hunter, if you wanted to trade him, you can. And I think that's like a third-round pick. So, like, I don't think that's a fifth or sixth rounder. Well, well I did not... Second, if it's a second, I think I... That's, what, 29, I'm that's what I'm saying. Yep. Right, but I, but he could step in. He could step into a very competitive team and be huge. Oh my gosh! Like Jacksonville, think about but yes. He yep. is a he is a chip that I think that you could get a, a lot for. Now the question becomes: If you do that, what's your pass rushing situation? Assuming that Zadarius Smith is gone, assuming D- uh, Davenport's here, but then it's Davenport and what Patrick Jones or something. So yeah. I'm not saying it's ideal. But that is, but with the way things are trending, that would make some sense, and that could get you some draft capital that we both agree would be pretty damn good. Like right now, so there, it sounds like they're shopping Dalvin Cook. They're they have to be shopping Zadarius Smith. But at this point, and you've kind of heard some steam, you're not getting like a second round pick for Dalvin. You nope. you might be able to get a sixth, maybe a seventh. So just get something. But to me, there's also there's value in just getting some draft capital period. Cause you only have five picks this year. So right. If you can stockpile an extra six that helps you move up in the fourth or something, or gets you an extra player, like they need more draft picks. Yes. Zadarius was even with the injury in the, the banged up knee, he did play the rest of the year. He finished top five in pressure. So to me, there's gotta be some value there. Some team brings him in. Maybe there's a sixth round. Could you get a couple six round picks or a fifth for Zadarius and Dalvin? Once you get past those guys, then you start tapping into your current in their prime starters, like Daniil. Right. Ezra, Ezra Cleveland has a year left. If you're not going to extend him beyond 2023, do you, do you trade him to a team that? And I don't think you get it. Like, I think Daniil is the one chip that I could see being really fruitful. 
And that's the but, next. But not really. It's for the third round pick, you said. Third, third round pick's pretty good. I take a third round not, pick. I wouldn't say it's fruitful. I don't know if it's fruitful either. Really? I no. think a third round pick's pretty good. That's a day two pick. That That's not bad. But I mean, it could be two draft picks. It could be a third and a fifth or something. He's the one guy, and I am not advocating trading him because he is still a key part of this team. But he's 29. And if he comes to you and says, I need a five-year contract, I need more guarantees. I mean, we've been down this path before with the previous regime. This would be the type of thing where you might say, okay, you know what? That's not going to work. But if you can get like a, a third and a fifth or a second and a sixth, yeah, I don't think you're getting a first-round pick for him. But the problem, like with Smith now, is Zadarius Smith has made it clear he wants out. You have basically, unless the Davenport contract falls through, signed his replacement. So I just don't know. I think he has, I think given his his back problem and then last year, I think he probably, and he sort of put you in a predicament. I don't think that you can get a draft pick for him. I think you'd be very fortunate. With Cook, I could see a seventh round pick. Okay, on on Daniil for a second. Let's let's keep going down this path because we we did an episode. I think it was the the week after the season ended, and we did an episode exploring the idea of trading Daniil Hunter, and got a lot of pushback. Right, <laughs> Cole, come on, you can't, you can't trade him. He's he finally was healthy, and I was upset with you getting right. him into a new scheme. It's you know, et cetera. He's going to be twenty nine years old this year, and I gave you guys some evidence and, and research that in the last fifteen years, like kind of the modern pass rushing era. It's not that elite edge rushers can't continue playing into their age 29, 30, 31 season. It's that the level of elite play ends at age 28 or 29. And then you get a guy that's good, but probably overpaid, and a guy that you're going year to year on. The moves that they've made so far signify not that they're tanking, they're resetting, but right. they're kind of they're kind of taking a breather here, right? Like they're they're not making moves. They're not trading for Jalen Ramsey. Right. They're not restructuring a bunch of contracts and shoving money into the future. They're eating money like Thielen in 2023. They're looking at 2023 as a year in which, hey, let's do the best we can. But this is really the competitive rebuild bridge that we're building to 2024, 5, and 6. It's a transition year. So my plea here is let's think critically. Let's take our fan emotional hats off and put our critical thinking objective GM hats on. Okay. I don't like this already. Yeah, yeah. But. If if you're not gonna, if you're not planning to win the Super Bowl in 2023, you're planning on doing as well as you can, being competitive. Hell, the Eagles snuck in two years ago on a reset year. They got to the playoffs like a nine and eight team, right? You can do that, and then build a monster for 2024. Well, Daniel Hunter is going to be 30 years old in 2024, right? So if he doesn't fit the window. And he's the only thing on your team that could even like sniff a second or third round pick in terms of draft capital. Yep. And you know you're going to have to enter into a big arm wrestling contract discussion with him because his base salary is less than $5 million for this. He's not playing for that. You're going to have to get into an arm wrestling match with his agent and stuff. I don't know, man. This It all kind of adds up to... Boy, this this would suck in the short term, and fans would hate it, and people would, what are they doing? But if the goal is to build a monster for 2024, 25, 26, you'd almost be foolish to not trade Daniel Hunter in the next few months. This would be the first move. And by the way, I think it's completely plausible because you got to get, to your point, more draft 
capital. I don't know if, again, if you do that by trading backwards, trading current player, but you've got, you're not going to go into the draft with what, five picks. Uh, this would be the first move that to me was a definite sign of you are willing to sacrifice the now completely, but you're doing it for a very good cause because Thielen being gone is actually, in my opinion, addition by subtraction. Same with Kendricks. Patrick Peterson in man coverage was not going to work. So, like, if you look, and and you know what? If Cook's gone, that's not that's not some huge loss. You're, you're not trading Dalvin Cook circa 2016. Mm-hmm. So, you know, last year, we talked about this. This team probably had a chance to move off of some veteran players. I wouldn't say for, like, a second-round draft pick, but, you know, for, like, a third or fourth or something, right? And across the board, they said, no, we're keeping them all. Daniil, with where he is contractually, where he is age-wise, and where this team stands right now, would very much be a nod to this is when we're really going to start to pivot. Mm-hmm. Because because don't you know, don't confuse the pivot is not calling in aging men and cutting them. That's not the pivot. That's the it's time for you to go. Um, because really, I, I know that we've talked about this a, a lot, and I know it upsets some fans, but like so far. They made a lot of smart moves, but who have they let go where you're like, well, that screws them. I mean, Thielen can barely run. Yeah. Kendricks can barely run. So so the Patrick, Patrick one, Peterson's, you know, he was good, but he's 33, right? And in man coverage, he'd be lost. He'd be in mm-hmm. big trouble. But, you know, Hunter would be the first one where it's like, no, we are firmly looking towards 24. And if we get fortunate and are competitive, that's awesome. But that's not the priority. Yeah. Yeah. No. So just, uh you know, don't be shocked if it is the Steel Hunter thing starts to go in in that direction, and it's it's also something that it's probably not unless they're desperate to get that draft capital for this year's draft. I think you need capital for either this year's draft and or next year's draft. But is is it something that you know they could reach a stalemate in June or July, right before training camp, and then they pull the trigger on a trade for 2024 draft picks? Yep, right before training camp starts. I think that the draft is also going to be intriguing based on this, and we don't know this again. How much are they truly going to draft for immediate need? Like, to me, the Murphy, the Murphy signing becomes really interesting because, one, it's a two-year contract, so it's not long-term, but it gives them an unquestioned now top guy. And, you know, previous to that, I think I think we all thought, and I also think we we believe things based on what Spielman did, right? But we thought, well, they're going to have to draft a corner. They got to draft a corner. But the more I think about this, with what they're doing, do they? Or would they say, you know what? Most of the good corners are gone. Like, like we like these three guys. They're all gone. They're all, yeah, and the three guys you have in your roster are all 25 and younger. But there's a receiver that we really, really like. Mm-hmm. And, and that might not be our top priority, but it's damn important. Let's, I, I'm, just, I'm very open to the fact that I think we're starting to see a different philosophical viewpoint on roster construction that I like a lot, but it's going to be different than, than, oh, my God, we have to find a center. Hey, I know what we'll do. We'll take Garrett Bradbury with our first-round pick. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines, and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. I do, by the way, speaking of of 
of uh, drafts, I have a three-round mock for you here in a oh, moment. Wow. First, tell the audience, Judd, if they're interested in getting in the best shape of their lives, if they want to lose weight, what can the folks at Livia Weight Control Centers do for them? Well, first of all, what they can do is they, they can basically, by the time late spring, early summer arrives, they can make you look and feel great. And all those clothes right now, look at the guy on the left. Look at the guy on the right. It's the same guy. Guess what didn't fit before I started on this program? That suit. That suit didn't come close to to fitting, but it did last summer for a wedding. And do you know why? It's because I started on this program. And here's the best part. Livia works. You're going to drop the weight, but their dietitians are also going to help you do the most important thing possible, maintain the weight loss. And that's right. So let's say by spring, summer, the weight is gone. Here's the best part. They're going to help you learn how to keep that weight off. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Oh, I forgot to mention the most important thing. Bury the headline. First eight weeks for free. So that's right. You get eight weeks for free. Drop the weight. Feel great. You will see that if Sports Dad can do it, so can you. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. I want a mock. Okay. Okay. All right, the mocks, the the post-Bears blockbuster trade mocks are trickling in this week. This one's from profootballfocus.com, and it's a three-rounder, boys, so buckle up. And we've been keeping track of, we've done like 23, I believe, 23 mock draft roundups here, and we're keeping track of some select mocks, you know, which positions are going to the Vikings. Cornerback is overwhelmingly the most commonly mocked position to the Vikings. Wide receiver is a smattering, and then some trenches on both sides of the ball here. There's been one linebacker that we've seen, Drew uh, Drew Sanders from an ESPN mock from Matt Miller a few weeks back, but this is from PFF. They've got the Carolina Panthers drafting C.J. Stroud, number one. Houston Texans taking Bryce Young. Will Anderson Jr. to the Cardinals. And then Anthony Richardson to the Colts. So three quarterbacks, top four picks. Mm Mm-hmm. Tyree Wilson to the Seahawks. First cornerback, Christian Gonzalez to the Lions. And then Will Levis goes to the Raiders. So there's your fourth quarterback. That's where you'd have to jump. With most mocks, you'd have to jump the Raiders at seven. You'd have to jump to the Lions at six or the Seahawks at five if you want one of the four quarterbacks. Just doesn't doesn't seem likely to me in this draft. I would agree. Joey Porter Jr. to the Falcons, second cor- uh, cornerback off the board. Jalen Carter, who had a terrible pro day workout, showed up 10 pounds heavier than he was at the combine. And okay, how do you do that? Drills. Yeah, probably shouldn't have went there. Probably shouldn't have d- participated in his pro day, to be honest. That's a bigger red flag. But how do you gain 8 to 10 pounds? Between, I mean, the combine wasn't three months ago. It was like two weeks ago. Well, but, a lot, yeah, of, a lot, a lot of, of stress of, lot, stuff going on. And a lot of stones being thrown in glass houses here. If I'm going to make fun of people for gaining weight in a, uh, over oh, like a, fun, a fun week of uh, vacation or something, I'm but I think say, for him it's stress induced with all the legal stuff. But stress would make you not eat, but I guess some people do stress eat. That's oh no, point. stress eating oh, is a real. Thing. That's a thing. <laughs> this is your first time hearing about stress yeah. eating. No, I've heard about it, but I would think that stress would make you personally. When I'm stressed out, it's hard for me to eat. Hmm. Give me. All I the eat food when I'm when happy. I'm stressed. All right, number 10, Devin Witherspoon. So that's the third cornerback. So this is kind of proving your point that, oh, wow, there's three cornerbacks off the board. Are we going right. to get the fifth one? Top one's gone. So um, 
if it plays out like this and there's no receivers, I'm scrolling down here. We're just going to kind of skip through. The first receiver off the board is Jackson Smith Najigba to the Seahawks at 20. And that puts the Vikings. I'm going to skip here to the Vikings. So Deontay Banks then goes before us. So there's a bunch of cornerbacks off the board, only one receiver off the board. And with the 23rd pick, according to PFF, the Minnesota Vikings select Quentin Johnston, wide receiver from TCU. I want a mock! Mock! With Adam Thielen officially gone, the Vikings could very well be in the wide receiver market in the first round, especially if a player like Johnston is available. Johnston is one of the few in this class who gives you a size and speed combination as an outside receiver. Big-time deep threat. Big guy. Box you out in the red zone. Mm. Boy, if he falls and you've had four or five cornerbacks off the board. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that becomes incredibly intriguing. And then Zay Flowers goes to the Giants, et cetera, et cetera. Man, Zay is chiseled right now. You talk about being in good shape. Yeah, that guy. Guy's been to, probably doesn't need necessarily Olivia Wake Control Center. but yeah. that much. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, and then this maybe this is what you do. Then you get to the third round here with the 87th pick because this is a three-round mock from PFF. The Vikings select out of Utah cornerback Clark Phillips. I want a mock. mock! So something like that where you grab your you grab a blue chip wide receiver in the first yeah, round, or maybe, or maybe a, a defensive tackle or something or an edge, and then you go cornerback in the in the third there. All right, I can okay. see it. I like it. I like it. I I just I'm very open to the fact that I think that this year is going to be because it started this way. I think it's going to be the first year that we see their what the vision is, like as opposed to trying to maintain the status quo. This feels like the first time that that we're seeing Quazy and Kevin O'Connell go about things as they want to, as opposed yeah. to like how the Wilfs think they should, or just to maintain things. That's that's another question I have for because last year. I don't know. I think people thought we were kind of crazy on the show suggesting what from things we're hearing and just like common sense and reading the tea leaves. It kind of feels like the Wills hired a GM and a coach and told them, try to keep this band mostly together. Let's see if we can do better than the leadership that was here before with a similar group to prove a point. And they're and they were right. Better leadership led this team to 13 wins. Yep. But think about the different approach starting with Quasey, because he's the leader of all this, this offseason versus last offseason. And by the way, this offseason, they're coming off a 13-win season, and they're still saying goodbye to all these leaders. So did Quasey just, like, change his entire... Did he have an epiphany and just, like, change his entire approach as a GM? Or did ownership back off a step and say, all right, awesome job in the first year. You proved our point. You did what we asked, which is please don't blow it up right away. Yep. We trust you. And now, okay, yep. Everything you're saying makes sense. These guys are all a year older, et cetera. So if you have to make major changes, go ahead and do it. This in on the Twitter machine from our friend Ben Gessling of the Minneapolis-based Star Tribune. He tweets, I'm told they are still working on contract details with Marcus Davenport, who has who was here today but is not officially signed yet. And that's why he was he is not going to be introduced today. Yeah. Mm. He flew he flew home. But did building. he fly home without a contract? This is sort of interesting. This is, I, I mean, I'm I'm not turning off the alarm. The DEFCON remains in play. It's not a, it's not the or physical the necessarily. Jets. Well, it is interesting that 
It's interesting they agreed to something clearly a couple days ago. Two of the three guys clearly signed on the dotted line and did press conferences, and one of them didn't. Did the why did would the Devin... he? But why would he fly in? Okay, because there's a bunch of different reports. Chris Thomason saying they did not introduce Marcus Davenport since he had to fly back home. Vikings plan to introduce him at a, at a later time. That's so what he's, PR. He's that's fly- what PR said. Okay, but he's that's flying. Is he flying back home? Yes. Without like, signing a contract, well, why would they, why what, would he fly out there if he wasn't going to sign a finalized contract? That's what I'm asking. Did something was something not what they thought when they saw the contract? I mean, I don't know. It's a very good question. Hmm. But like, you just don't arbitrarily decide. Ah, you know, he he didn't uh, check out his watch and say, "Oh God, guys, the time is flying. I got to get home for dinner." Yeah, it's super weird. And they're like, it's "See just, you, Marcus Davenport. Bye." It just feels like you would only fly out there if. Everything was done, or could be physical related. I guess the guy's been well, hurt, right? I'm just saying this is why, like the 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 two days of negotiations are great for news and they're fun, but just because you agree to contracts does not mean that it it, it gets done. Yeah. And if this doesn't get done, what happens with Zalarius, as we Zalarius. know him? I mean, there's just it. It's interesting. It's worth it's worth um, keeping an eye on DefCon three. Okay. Yeah, it's just a little bizarre. That's scrambling the Jets, right? So like the yeah, Jets have been jets. scrambled. The Jets have been scrambled. Okay. The yeah, Defcon, Defcon five is the problem, right? Yeah. Is five the worst? No. And one? I thought one. One. Okay. Is the I always forget. Five is, is okay. So five would be like ah, it's no problem. Well, it's not no problem. Not it's yet. still Defcon it's five. Defcon. Right. Right. Yeah. But, well, but I'm saying it can be handled. Four is you're you're getting worried. Three, you're scrambling Jets. I'm scrambling Marcus Davenport Jets. I just want to see what is the meaning of DEFCON 5. I mean, you guys can dumb it we down if you want. this like a dozen yeah. times. Yeah, I always forget. I always forget. I can too. never I remember one or five. Upset at me. So DEFCON 1 means nuclear war is imminent or has already begun. Okay. That's Maximum true. readiness, immediate response. DEFCON 5 is the lowest state of readiness, but it's still normal readiness. You're ready. You're yeah. ready, but it's but there's not like a nuclear but yeah, but problem. Yes, you're just ready. And right now, there's a fly in the ointment. Marcus Davenport, there's a fly in the ointment, and I want to know what it is. Well, we'll see what plays out here. And uh, we'll hit you guys with a feedback Friday episode tomorrow. And I don't know, we're still... So so there has to be something on Zadarius here because he ha- doesn't he have a roster bonus that triggers... Is it tomorrow? Significant, significant one. Yeah, five okay. mil, I think. Yeah, he and Cook both have uh, roster bonuses that trigger. So something Friday. something could go down here at some point here, tonight or tomorrow morning. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, hanging out with us here on this Thursday afternoon, cutting away from your March Madness viewing time. I see, uh, oh, no, this game's over. I thought we had a San Diego State situation. But Furman, my Furman team, Furman. as told to you guys on Write That Down this week. On your TCL TV. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. All right, that's a wrap here, a little live Purple Daily episode, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We'll see you tomorrow.